Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Gentry, and you're listening to The Fire in the Madhouse. I'm going to tell the whole story because I think it's kind of important. So we got into this big argument. My wife and I got into this big argument. The backstory is this. I, we had gone out to dinner or actually to lunch, actually, we had gone out to lunch and I had eaten a couple of French fries and there are these like waffle cut fries. Now I eat pretty fucking clean. Right. And so, um, so for me to eat fried foods, it's like, I know more than likely I'm probably going to have some, like, I'm going to have the shits. It's just a, it's just a fucking thing that I'm like, okay, like it's just like it's a price I'm willing to pay if it's good enough. These fries were not good enough, so I was like, I ate two, and I was like, instantaneous. I was like, yeah, this isn't worth it, and I just kind of stopped. <clears throat> but it still made me feel sick and heavy, and kind of like, I don't know, like gross, you know, like and and so much so, as the day progressed after lunch, a couple of hours later, I was actually feeling like nauseous. And I was like, God, fuck, did I eat something? Like, did I get myself sick? Did I like eat something bad? You know, I was like, I don't know if this is a good thing. And so I went to the restroom. I won't spare the details. I went to the restroom and I felt worse. Like I started feeling like, um, like nauseous and, and kind of like sweaty. Like I'm, I have food poisoning and I was like, fuck. Now I came out of the bathroom and, and I was like, I told my wife, I go, man, this is not good. And she immediately thought that I was doing my normal routine of like, whew, I just dropped a deuce. And I, you know, she thought I was like being a fucking sick, you know, like a sick male, you know, like, like a, like a guy that's just being a fucking, you know, gross, you know, dude. And because that's my normal routine, you know, I'll be like, oh, you can't go in the bathroom for at least, a, you know, at least a year. And then, you know, or <laughs> stupid shit like that. Right. And so. She automatically assumed that that's what I was going to say to her. What I was really trying to explain to her is like, hey, I need to go sit down for a second. I'm feeling really sweaty and kind of like discombobulated. I'm not feeling really good. I feel like I'm about to vomit. And that was the that was the conversation I was about to have with her. She was like, oh, okay, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know, like she normally was, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, okay, okay. And so I wasn't going to argue with her. I wasn't going to like be like, no, 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 you don't understand. I need to tell you something else. So I went to the couch and I sat down. Previous to me going to the restroom, she had told me to get ready. We go for an evening walk every single night and um, <clears throat> with the whole family. It's me and my two kids and her, and sometimes we take the dog, and, you know, it's just it's a family outing, right? And we go walking for like an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, and that's our routine. And so she had asked me to get ready because we were kind of on a time crunch, <laughs> And I was like, cool, I need to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. I came out of the bathroom. I did not get ready. Had she, as she had asked me to get ready, I did not get ready. I went to go sit down on the couch. She was playing with the kids, and I just went to go sit down on the couch for a second because I felt nauseous and I felt really gross. And I was sitting there rubbing my head, and she came out. And I looked at her, and I was about to say something, and she's like, Ugh. I didn't have any of the the stuff ready to go for our walk. And she claps her hand. She's like, I told you to get ready and da, 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 and so on and so forth. And I was like, who the fuck do you think you're clapping your hands at? I was not 
happy about it at all. And I, and that of course set us off on a fucking, a spaghetti bowl of just bad communication. Um, I was sick. I was ir- I was irritated. I was like, I didn't want to fuck. I didn't want her to talk. I was just like, just shut up. Like, just keep your fucking mouth shut for a second. I'm about to puke. You know, like it wasn't good. And the way that I communicated wasn't good. But her frustration and her impatience with me not staying on track. Um, the, in my head, I was like, who, like, seriously, like, who in the fuck does she think she is clapping her hands at me? Like, who does that? And simultaneously, as I'm like snapping at her, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what have I done that would actually warrant somebody to talk to me with disrespect? Fucking valid question. For me, if I'm trying to take accountability, I don't immediately just run to the, to this thing of like, she did me wrong and blah, 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 blah. Like I don't, that's not the way that my brain works anymore. It used to, it doesn't work that way anymore. So as I snapped at her going, who the fuck do you think you're snapping your hands at? And my mind simultaneously in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there going, what have I done for somebody that my queen, she treats me like her king 99% of the time. What would make her talk to me with disrespect? What have I done that would warrant that kind of communication to me? And, you know, things blew up. We went our separate ways to give ourselves some space because that's what we normally do. We just kind of kind of time it out for a second so we don't say hurtful and hateful shit to each other and we kind of just went our separate ways. But in, the, in my mind, I'm sitting there having to review what is it exactly that I've done that would actually allow for that kind of communication to take place and transpire. And what I discovered was kind of alarming about myself and it's what I shared with you guys um, you know, during the staff meeting and it's what I had to share with the coaching client later on. And it's this, I realized that I had not been acting in accordance with respectful behavior, meaning um, when my wife and I started dating and um, even after we got married, the whole gamut, um, I was very much a participant in our the way that our life would work. I was like, let's go have a date. Let, you know, I've got dinner. Don't worry about it. I've got it t- under control. You just chill out, go take a shower, whatever it is you need to do. We're going to get married on this day. You know, I want to get married in this kind of situation. And it wasn't like I was dictating how it was going to go. It's just that I would vocalize where I think we needed to be in our relationship or what the direction that we needed to go. We're going to move to Texas. We're going to move back to Hawaii. These were things that I said that we were going to do she would always kind of fill in the empty space going, okay, well, if we're going to do this and we're going to do it this way and so on and so forth. And the same kind of relationship was reciprocal. So if she said, this is what I want to see happen, I would say, cool, how can I foster this direction and how can I help you know fulfill this, this goal of yours? And it occurred to me that, that a few weeks before, while I was talking with my wife, she would have these conversations with me where she was saying that she was feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and spread too thin. 
things surrounding dinner time. Like she was just getting like, um, she just felt like it was a constant rush because, you know, when you're raising children, it's, you have like, if you want them to have a normal sleep schedule, which you do for developmental purposes and also for your own personal fucking sanity, you want them to go to sleep at a certain time. And so for us to be rushing to get a walk in to get dinner ready and to get the kids down by, you know, seven 30, it's a fucking challenge. Like you have to be really organized and structured. And so I remembered that she had been talking about how she was feeling overwhelmed and I didn't do anything about it. Really. All I did is I started doing things like trying to help, you know, set the table or get drinks ready for, you know, for our dinner, um, play with the kids while she was doing stuff, that kind of shit. I wasn't really taking charge of anything. I wasn't really like jumping in. I was waiting for instruction. And that's when it hit me kind of like a ton of bricks. I realized very quickly that I've actually been a little bitch, which in turn would of course make your spouse or your partner not talk to you with respect. If I'm acting like a little punk and I'm acting like a little bitch and I'm not being very secure in the direction that I'm trying to head with, you know, my life or our relationship, you can imagine like it, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. And I had to like really think about it. And I was like, when the fuck, when did I become a little bitch like this? Like, when did this actually transpire? When did this happen? And come to find out, like, I remember it's like, it was actually right when my son was being born, like a couple of, you know, a couple of months before, because as a man, um, I, I've never carried a child before. I don't know what it's like in a, on a woman's body. I don't know what it does hormonally. I have no fucking clue. And so as my wife is going through this transition, I'm literally sitting there like, uh, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to rub her feet? Am I supposed to bring her ice cream and pickles? Like, I don't fuck Like I have no idea, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know what she's into. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I don't know how to make her happy. So you kind of like, you kind of like sit back waiting for instruction. This is kind of what you do. You don't sit there and be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you ice cream and pickles. Or I'm going to rub your feet right now. Sit the fuck down. But that's how I used to be. I used to be the guy that would be like, you're going to be my wife. We're going to get married in a couple of months. We're going to get married on the beach. Like these were the things that I was like, this is what I want. And she was attracted to that and she loved that and she felt secure by that. She felt safe by that. The moment that I started waiting for instruction like non-action instruction, waiting for her to like go, hey, can you set the table? And hey, can you bring me ice cream and pickles? And the moment that I started waiting for instruction was a moment that I started demonstrating that she couldn't feel safe and secure. It was the moment, that was the moment for me that I realized that I actually started losing her respect. She stopped putting trust and faith in me the way that she had always before because I was... I wouldn't say I was in control in a dominating way, but I was in control about how I was going to respond to the world around me. And there's a huge distinction with that. And so two and a half years later, and I realized, like, my son's two and a half years old, and I realized for two and a half years, I've kind of been allowing 
her to make the decisions, tell me what she needs as opposed to me actively loving her, actively supporting her, actively participating in the way that my children are being raised, actively participating in nighttime you know, rituals and routines, actively, you know what I mean? Like this thing that she needed to feel safe and loved and secure and also for me to be able to earn the respect. So as I'm yelling at her, telling me, who the fuck do you think you're clapping your hands at? In the back of my mind, I'm sitting there going, yep, I'm, she's clapping her hands out a little bitch because you're being lazy as shit. You're not loving actively. You're not supportive actively. You're not giving actively. You're not participating. You're being a lazy little fuck waiting for her to give you instructions. So not only does she have a two, you know, two and a half year old toddler that she's got to give instructions to and to coach how to be a good man. She's also got a one year old little girl that she's got to deal with. And now she's got a fucking 41 year old baby waiting like, what do you want me to do, baby? Like, do you need me to set the table? Do you need me to, do you need me to, you know, make the drinks? Do you need me to put the kids in their fucking, and that's what I wait for. Because I waited for her instructions so much and little did I know that it was just adding more stress to her. It was adding more responsibility on her plate when what she really needs is she needs to feel supported and actively cared for and nurtured and, you know, not like she has to raise yet another fucking kid. And I realized very quickly that she was stressed out because of my inaction. And that's a, that's fucking sad. Like that's lame. And so I had to immediately, as we, you know, gave ourselves space and time to kind of like put our thoughts together, I had to kind of go back to her and be like, look, you know what? You have every reason to snap your fucking hands at me. You have every fucking reason to like, keep me on schedule because I'm not actively participating with our relationship. I'm not actively participating in our marriage. I'm not actively, you know, trying to support you in the ways that maybe you need support. Maybe you don't, but I need to be more connected to looking at actively. How can I be here? Or otherwise I'm just adding stress. It's like, I'm when I'm here at work, she knows like what she has to do and she's not relying on anybody. When I'm at home, it's like, okay, cool. Now we've got two people that can actively do this thing. And I wasn't providing that second partnership. I wasn't really involving myself the way that I needed to. And I realized very, very fucking quickly that's like, dude, like I fucked up. You need to clap your hands at me. You need to snap at me. You know, maybe not like being a dick, but maybe you just need to tell me like, Hey, I need you to help out a little bit more. And I need to be able to hear that because as I reviewed it in my head, it's like, she dropped hints. She told me she was overwhelmed. She told me that she was stressed out. She told me that she was feeling, you know, frustration with the nighttime routine. And I didn't really offer anything to help mitigate that. And sometimes it's just as simple as helping take control of the situation. I might not always get it right, I might not always fucking, you know, <laughs> help in the way that she needs. But I realize that being at least somewhat active is better than being completely inactive because me obviously being mad at her doesn't help. It makes her feel like, like she's fucked up somehow. 
But in reality, it was me that was fucking up the entire time. And I've created that frustration, that point of contention between her and I, that if I'm being really honest, she was allowed to be frustrated with my non-participation. And so I had to kind of like look at myself and go, fuck, where else am I doing this? Really? Like, really? Where else am I doing this? I, and, I, and it was crazy how much that same pattern was going on with my schedule at the gym, going on with my schedule at work, going on with my schedule with fucking recording a goddamn podcast. Like, like there were so many ways of like, oh, I'll just do it when it comes up. And I'm, you know, this inactive non-participant person in my own fucking life. When I think that I'm this like super honest stand-up dude, I'm super, you know, I'll confront the, you know, the non-confrontational, I'll, I'll face the fight that, you know, most people won't. But come to realize it's like, no, dude, I'm, I've been a fucking lazy prick. I've been lazy as shit. And I can't, I can't just continue to be a lazy prick. And so... I wanted to kind of share this because when it comes into the world of like accountability, when it comes into the world of like actually self-discovery and like the first thing that I have to address in my own head is how did I allow this to happen to me or around me or near me or with me involved? If I'm truly being honest, I try to do my best to subtract characters for my story. So for instance, as I'm yelling at my wife, I also simultaneously am removing her from the story. So as opposed to her, oh, my wife talked to me disrespectfully, I immediately have to switch gears and go, what have I done to allow myself to be talked to disrespectfully? That's, that's an important question. Because now, if I'm being honest, I have removed the character of my wife from my story and I've put the responsibility on myself to look at what I have done to create it. The moment that I remove my wife, I am no longer blaming her for her behavior, her her actions. I am no longer holding her responsible for my feelings. I am no longer making her my enemy and I'm now the victim. The moment that I remove her from my story is the moment that I take control over my life again, which makes me not a lazy, non-participant prick. It makes me extremely active in my process because now I am the only person that's responsible for those behaviors and I'm the only person responsible to fix those fucking behaviors. And that goes in work, that goes in our spiritual lives, that goes in our professional lives, it goes in our physical health, It is, what have I done to allow myself to be talked to disrespectfully? And this can be applied in a myriad of ways. What have I done to allow myself to earn less than what I'm worth? What have I done to allow myself um, (laughs) to, to have diarrhea? I ate fucking french fries when I knew that I shouldn't be eating french fries. You, You know what I mean? Like, I have to take that much accountability in my life. Otherwise... I'm just a blaming little poon that's sitting there blaming everybody else around me, pointing the finger of how she talked to me rude. My boss doesn't pay me enough money. My team isn't working enough for me to collect a bigger paycheck. Those French fries, hmm, 
they should have been, I sh- those shouldn't have given me the shits. Like, otherwise I'm being that person and I'm not being the person that I know that I can be. And the person I know that I can be is the person that sits there and goes, I shouldn't have eaten the shitty food. I shouldn't have put my wife in a position where she had to talk to me in that way. Because, look, how is she supposed to know how she feels when she's feeling frustration? Have you ever been frustrated? It's confusing as shit, right? It's confusing as shit. When you're in a frustrated space, life is not fucking clear. You can't make sense of up or down, left or right. You don't know who's your fucking friend and who's your fucking enemy. So how on earth am I like expecting her in that frustrated state to talk to me with like clarity and compassion and empathy and like understanding, like, can you explain to me why you're sitting on the couch and not doing what I asked you to do and not doing what you promised that you were going to do? Like, how is she supposed to talk to me that way? She's frustrated. And who caused that frustration? Really? What instigated that frustration? Now, I'm not saying that I'm to blame for her frustration. Yes, she has a moral obligation to talk to me from a place of clarity. We all do. But I'm also not so fucking stupid and naive to sit there and think that, oh, well, everybody's just enlightened walking around with absolute fucking objective opinions. No. A lot of us are walking around being like, what the fuck, and trying to adapt to the situation every single moment of every fucking day. Sometimes the person cutting you off in traffic, you can have compassion and empathy for the other part of the time. You're like, I'm going to fucking kill that person when I catch up to them at the red light. Right? So I can't control the person cutting me off. I can't control if she's going to talk to me with respect or disrespect. I can't control that, but I can control giving her the fucking excuse or the reason or the rationalization for why she feels like she should or has to talk to me with disrespect. That's on me. It's the same way in business. If I'm sitting there and I give you people, you people, if I give my team reason to question me or to doubt me, you have every reason to at that point. If I'm acting out of accordance with what I say that I'm going to do or the way that I say that I'm going to run my business and I don't, then you have every reason to question my integrity. You have every reason to question my, my follow through. You have every reason to question my word. But the moment that I step into my potential, the moment that I step into my, act, my active participation in my life and my business and my role as leader or mentor or whatever it is, husband, father, the moment that I step into it is the moment that I take away all excuses for how other people perceive the way that I am performing and behaving. The moment that I reach my potential, the moment that I step fully into my responsibility is the moment that I become almost untouchable. People can crit- you know, criticize and critique my opinions and all that kind of shit, but nobody can then sit there and be like, well, you didn't do enough for me. And I can rest in that knowing. I can rest knowing that I've, I've, I've stepped into actively participating. I can rest knowing that I have done my all. That's for, it's okay, it's fine. That's for me. And so if somebody comes at you, it's like this. If somebody came to you and they were to sit there and be like, you're the fattest, bluest, purple elephant I've ever seen in my life. You're smiling. You're laughing because you know it's complete horseshit. You don't, there's nothing about it that resonates with you at all. You're not fat. You're not purple. You're not blue. You're not an elephant because you've stepped into the totality of the fact that you're a human being right? So all the other stuff is completely irrelevant. But the moment that 
you know, you feel identified with the things that people are accusing you of, you can, you feel it. It comes uncomfortable, right? It's like, oh, fuck. You know, she's frustrated with me. Why is she frustrated with me? Because deep down inside, we know she has fucking reason to be upset with me. Deep down inside, we know he's mad at me for a fucking reason. Deep down inside, we know. Because we can't hide from ourselves. We can bullshit the world a lot. But we can't bullshit ourselves. And so if somebody comes at you with an accusation or frustration about something that you're doing or participating, if you know that you've stepped into your potential, you've stepped into the, to the, to the fullness of who you are and the heart of who you are, you know full well that you're untouchable at that point. It's just the same as somebody calling you a fucking blue elephant. It just doesn't resonate. But if my wife comes to me and goes, you're being fucking lazy, you're not doing what you said you're supposed to do, and I'm like, and I, that friction comes up and I'm like, that, that need to protect myself comes up. I'm protecting something that I identify with. I'm protecting something that I'm holding on to. I'm protecting something that I need to keep safe and, and huddled away from, from the world. And you can't see my laziness. Don't fuck, don't confront me about that shit. But if I don't have that, then what is there to protect? Really? And that's what I had to come in contact with. Within myself, I had to identify, holy shit, she's calling me out. Holy shit, I'm uncomfortable as fuck right now. Holy shit, she just snapped her hands at me and disrespected me. But disrespected who? Disrespected what? Called out what? Confronted who? Confronted what? She confronted the lazy asshole that didn't want to be called out that didn't want to be confronted and she fucking called me out without even knowing she was calling me out. It was a hard fucking pill for me to swallow. But the fact that she did it for me is like, what a blessing. Hey guys, thank you again so much for listening. I really hope you got some value from today's uh, podcast. If you could, please do your best to share this with a couple of friends of yours, post it on social media, just get the word out there. I would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you could follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, head up my website, gentrypetzel.com. Send me an email. Give me some feedback. Let me know what the fuck I need to address. Let me know other questions that you guys have, any feedback, any comments, concerns. I'd love to hear from you guys. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.